Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Daphne. And I'm Ilaria. And today we are chatting with Tracy Anderson. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me in her classes all the time. I, I do love to do a little TA workout. Um, and I've been doing them for a while. I actually was introduced to her workouts when I was pregnant a few babies ago. Anyway, we're going to chat with Tracy today about her method. Yes. And like the science behind her method and why she has so many people who just flock to this, um, to her, to her way of working out, but also about her own journey and about her own process and the eating that goes hand in hand with that and the self-care that goes hand in hand with that. Um, and I think just, you know, we have a little bit of a girl chat. So as a fitness um, instructor and a total fitness nerd, this is a really exciting interview for me because she is one of the most influential people in the fitness world and has completely, completely made her mark in fitness history. Um, she is going to have some really great little pieces of wisdom to share with us. Mom, Hi, I'm Tracy Anderson. I created the Tracy Anderson Fitness Method, and I am a mom of two. You can find me at tracyanderson.com, and you can follow me at Tracy Anderson Method. What is your workout? I mean, everybody knows your name, and not everybody might know. They're like, wow, this is like a really great workout, but maybe they feel like they don't have access to it, or they don't know exactly what it is, but they know that tons of celebrities are obsessed with it, tons of people are obsessed with it. Yeah, what's the philosophy? Um, what is the philosophy? How did you develop it, and why has it taken off so much? Yeah, that's so kind of you. Um, it, it The philosophy is that I my mission is to continuously create balance where there's imbalance in specifically in women's bodies. It does work great for men, but all of my studies have been done on women. So I don't feel like it's fair to say that I really know what I'm doing with any man, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I went to college on a dance scholarship and I gained 40 pounds at school for dance. And um, my dad has fought, he's battled obesity his whole life. And my mom was a beautiful prima ballerina and my genetics just weren't my mom's once I hit you know, 19, 20, 21. And I felt ashamed in a lot of ways. Like I felt like this is unfair that I have to be, I'm barely five feet tall in a black leotard and pink tights. And I'm like gaining weight. And the instructors are literally looking at me like, why the F is she in my class right now? And how does she have a scholarship kind of thing? Because of the way that I looked like they would, I had some teachers like you have so much talent, but like just don't have the body. And so I felt like that was really unfair. Yeah. So I really focused on choreography. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll be behind the scenes. I'll, I'll learn really all of the elements of choreography really strong. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. What was what was creating the waking, though? If you were working out all the time. And, it doesn't and was- matter if people work out all the time, quite frankly. Just because you work out all the time does not mean you're going to make weight no, and you can also, eat it back in a heartbeat for you sure you can eat it back in a heartbeat but also everybody's metabolic rate is completely unique and completely different how we store fat how we need fat how we um how stress affects us like there's so many factors that affect our engines as women mm-hmm. too i mean and our right to stress bear children 
whether we want to have them or not. Like it's just a human, you know, it's part of our system and how that system works for each of us is actually shockingly unique. And weight has a lot to to do with it. And I think that a lot of people, when you're genetically predisposed to a certain metabolic rate and you try really hard to fight it or become something else, you can do a lot of damage to your body and your psyche on a lot of levels. And so this is why it's very important for people to know that my method is about creating balance where there's imbalance in anyone's unique body. It doesn't mean I'm trying to make you into a teeny tiny dancer or into somebody that you're not. So it, the, I think the passion and the spark for me started then because the counselors at, at my school were like, you know, you need to eat less and just eat less, you know, or like, you know, your roommates do coke every night, maybe join them, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, just like really disturbing. No, and I just, you know, for whatever reason, my mom, I, I was raised in a way that thank goodness, I never had an eating disorder. I it was never an option or a consideration for me. And I never did drugs. I, I just it wasn't like in me to do it. Right. right. Um, I do drink, though. I should say that. Anyway, so I, I, I felt the, I felt what it felt like to not be able to get your body to be something else in a healthy way. And I, my mom worked three jobs to put me through school, and I had a scholarship. Wow. And I joined Crunch. I, I did Pilates with Ron Fletcher, and I was like, she was like scraping pennies together, and I was like, it's this thing called Pilates is going to help me, and and if I do step aerobics and this and that, and and nothing would change my body to where I mean, sure, like fitness when you're working out, you feel good, a lot of things can happen, but and I was a really good performer too, so a lot of people I think in fitness like because they can't perform really well. They don't get the calorie spend that you would need to actually start burning real fat. So the diet and the workout have to go so, so closely like intertwined, you know. Anyway, so I tried all these things. And then um, I, uh, my son, who's 21, um, his dad played for the New York Knicks and he was like, I love your booty. (laughs) I don't know why you need to be like this. Let's have babies. And I'm like, yeah, well, I always wanted to be a mom. That was a given. And coming from Indiana, you know, we become moms at 23 because that's what I did. (laughs) And but actually it was such a gift because um, Eric, you know, when you play for the New York Knicks, if you have an injury, you get the best treatment in the entire world. So he was sent. we, We I spent my pregnancy with Sam in Puerto Rico and with this league that he was rehabbing his back with. And I met an incredible, incredible doctor who was so passionate about sports. And he was like, um, has, have you seen um, Concussion with Will Smith? Yes, have you yeah. seen that? Okay. So the only difference between Will Smith's character in that and finding that protection for NFL players was this guy was an avid basketball fan avid basketball fan, he was like, these guys are going to end up in lazy boy recliners for the rest of their lives. No one's thinking about their spines. You know, there's a better way to train them for the, to, to support their spines, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was either going to rescue all of the homeless animals in Puerto Rico, <laughs> or I was going to figure out how to help this guy. And I went to his little clinic every day and um, he had done like mind-blowing research on the inner spine muscles and how the brain is connected and how you don't have to to 
like if you go after the transitional muscles in a healthy way, like and all this strategic muscle exhaustion and we, it's miraculous what we can do. And it made so much sense to me because I was like, well, man, if we can make ourselves freakishly large like these bodybuilders do or or then then I went and I dissected literally every pro sports like like speed skaters for the Olympics or, you know, runners, long distance runners. If you look at people at the top of their game, their mm-hmm. bodies start to look very similar because you're right. calling to, to action the same kind of muscles. And if you've got that willpower behind it, you can really do incredible things with your body. So um, I studied with him this whole time and I started creating the choreography to support his science. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is incredible. And I said, wait a minute, why are we stopping at the back? If you can do this for the back, why why can't we create this kind of balance and symmetry for the whole body? And he was like, no one's ever going to come up with that much content. And I was like, I fully am. And then I I did a five-year study on 150 women that um, I went to Indiana University. I was like, how do I do a study? How do I, I didn't know how to do any right. of these and things. Is- and I think one of the things that's so corrupt about the fitness industry today is that people and and I hate to even think that I would be part of this problem, which is why I stopped training celebrities years ago. I literally was like, I'm not even for hire. I'll help. I'll oversee their program. They come to the gym just like everybody else, not because I don't love them as people or right. or what they can, the kind of awareness they can bring forward is so great too. It's because it sends a toxic message to everyone out there that you should want to do what they want to do because you want to be them instead of wanting to do what's right for your own health in your own body. And um, in the industry now, people think if they're, they can move or they look good and they get a celebrity, all of a sudden they have a method. And I'm like, you got a method? You got a fitness method? How'd you get a fitness method? Where is that? Where is all that like research? research? And I know what it took me and, yeah. and, and how I was just, I think naturally without without my ego attached to it, because I really didn't think I had permission to be doing this. I just wanted to go back to schools like Juilliard or whatever and go, here's a program you can give these girls where they're not stuffing suppositories up their bum at night and bleeding like, you know, like it's a terrible, it's a terrible environment and it's really toxic. And um, so I did the five-year study and throughout the five-year study, I had to ask one question. My question was, can I take any woman from any genetic background and turn them into what? A dancer, like looks like. So I started from a place that I didn't end up wanting to, I didn't end up there, but that's, that was like, this is my mission. And as I did it, I realized, oh my gosh, like all of these women are in so many different various levels of pain and they're all so unique. And then I was like, well, and also they don't all want to go be dancers and they don't all, they just want to, you know, feel good or on their own, this or, and also you can, you can put a bunch of people, ask them to do a routine and the same thing is not going to happen to all of those people. And and it, it what matters too is like what kind of engine we can start inside of each of us. Like because a movement with the amount of energy and coordination and performance and willpower and all kinds of things that go behind a movement changes so much of it. So I learned so much in that. And I've done I've done three. I did two more studies after that. So for me, I had done like a decade of research and content creation um, before I ever even trained a celebrity and was never my intention to ever train a celebrity. I, w- I, I didn't even think of like, it was 
that wasn't even well, on that's, my. But that's the wasn't even on my thing mind. is that you created something that works, and once you create yeah. something that works, people come because you know we're all looking for yeah. answers and how to feel better, how to be stronger, how to be more flexible, how right. to be healthier. Um, right. So, what exactly is your method? What would you other than the balance? Like when you go to a class, mm-hmm. if you know somebody says, "Okay, you know what, I want to start." When they go into class, what is what is to be expected um, yeah. in terms of how they're going to move their body? What kind of relationship they're going to have with the teacher? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, it's evolved over the years. Where, like, as a dancer, of course, I thought, well, dance aerobics has to aerobics. Something. I mean, I loved jazz exercise. I loved all of Jane mm-hmm. Fonda's videos growing up and all of that. But I was like, you know, you I have to take that. To both of you. How can her. you not? I First of all, her. you know what we should do? We should contact her and we should get together and we should do some kind of fitness experience for the environment because she's rocking my world right now on her Instagram posts. Like, like I'm making everyone cut up. What's that? The bank you, the, is it? Chase Bank, cut up your Chase oh, Bank no, she, cards she was an, now. She was amazing when like, she was doing I that whole it. Friday thing. She wrote to us. She's like, "Do you want to come? Get, let's come down to you want to come get arrested, arrested with yeah. me." And I was said to Alec, I was like, "I kind of only want to do it because it's with Jane Fonda. The rest of it yeah. scares me." No, so yeah. funny. I, the first time, your I husband would get her. you out. <laughs> he would get you out. I don't know. Oh, I mean, as soon as he's alone with all yeah. those freaking kids you guys have for like twenty minutes, he'd be like, "Where's my amazing <laughs> wife?" <laughs> The first time I interviewed Jane Fonda, she, um, and she was like a total, I mean, the reason I became a fitness instructor is because of her and Tammy Lee Webb. Oh my God, that's amazing. Obsessed when I was a child. You don't even get those videos anymore. That's what I want. Listen, I film more DVDs than anyone in the fitness world by far. And I don't even know if you can get my DVDs. I know. It's, it's, I a, mean, it's a funny, it's a, yeah, it's, it has definitely changed. No, um, we should figure out. I'm sure we, we no, could Oh my God, that, that would be absolutely amazing. Let's do it. Oh my God. Um, but I asked Jane, I was like, um, so how do you just like stay being like looking so amazing she's and being gorgeous. so great? Oh, she, she's so gorgeous. And she says, good jeans and a lot of money. Oh I was like, oh, at no, least she's honest. At least she's honest. Just be like, just leave me all your doctors and facialists and everything. Leave it on the table on your way out. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, sorry. But she's so, always been beautiful. She's always, she's always been, beautiful, been beautiful. And she really, I mean. And she's always had a hot body, let's say. Uh, yes. But like her 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 method her ways it was just so yeah. smart and it really is what a lot of people in the fitness world have now sort of gleamed on of like you know we yeah. tried all these different crazy trends and fads and stuff like that that wasn't very good for your body yeah and kind of going back to these you know smaller movies moving well, more what i think what's cool about her is that she broke down that you know fourth wall i guess you can say in a way that nobody else was at the time. She was a mega star, you know? And the way that she was like, I'm going to come into your living room and we're going to like fully work out together. She was like every, she was so authentic with it. And I do think that there's a righteousness to her work in that she's like, you know how to move in your body. You know what I mean? And I, this I believe in a lot. Like I don't like a lot of, you know, the way that you move in your body is beautiful and like how you are at yoga is like, it's so incredible. I mean, I've seen it. I've watched it. It's beautiful. Um, that's a real talent, you know, too. And, but I think like that so many people, they just don't even feel like they, or they feel like people need to put them in a lunge or something, or people need to like be like, squeeze your butt now and do this. And I think she was just like, kick your leg with me, girls. <laughs> Want to go to lunch? What's that? You know, I mean, it was just like so great and friendly and, 
Well, like, it has to be not scary. So yeah. many people are afraid to actually go into class. Yeah. It's one of the things that people, I mean, everybody says the hardest thing is showing up and that is yeah. 100% true. But I hear these horror stories that people tell me like, oh, I don't do yoga because I went to a yoga class and this instructor was so mean to me or would like took away our well, water bottles or did there's this. There's a or lot did that. of bad instructors. There's Just a lot like, of there's bad There's a lot of bad people and a lot yes. of bad. But, and if somebody areas. ever makes you feel bad in your class, don't take it, don't say like think I can't work out. Just don't go to their class again because right. like, you don't it's need not to for you. It is yeah. not for you. It's yeah. not but for you know, you. I think there's yeah. something helpful about the fact that there are, to your point, I think there are people who feel very comfortable in their bodies and who have, who have always had a path or a plan or a pattern of movement that has allowed them to create these. And genetics plays into that, of course, right, of too. Course. Yeah. But I think there's something very exciting and rewarding for people to hear from you talking about the fact that that was not your story. Your story wasn't mm-hmm. like, I've always looked great. My body oh my just gosh, moves no. and this is my and this is my path and that's how I did no. it because that feels discouraging to people who don't look in the mirror and think that it's going to come naturally to them. Right. Um, right. And and so I think I'd love that you're, that you, that your, that your path was to actually help bodies of all sizes, yes. all shapes, yes. all backgrounds, all genetic makeup to come into their own best alignment. Yeah. And I think um, I was saying to Alari before you came in that part of what I, lo- and I've obviously done your workouts forever yeah. and I and I really <laughs> feel, I, I, I do want to talk about specifically pre and postnatal because it was yeah. the first time I was introduced to you was, um, was through the prenatal DVDs and um, and I know you have some specific methodologies for like bringing the core specifically yeah. back into into balance and like co you know cohesiveness. But um, how like I always say I think your workout is one of the best for creating long like feminine lines yeah. like especially in the abs I think mm-hmm. that there's a very there's a big difference between like rock hard abs that take. I like soft abs but I that's like, soft like abs. me I, that's just like so what's the deal with that how is that yeah. like what? So when you come into the class, there's a lot of years of research in it, but I'm most proud of the muscular structure work because that is what is the most, it's not hard for me to make up dances. It wasn't difficult for me to figure out to take the stop and go out of aerobics years and years and years ago. And I don't do the dance aerobics anymore because I'm going to be 45 in a month. And like the jumping on our faces is just not good. It's not. I love that you went there. I thought you were about to say like knees or something like that. I I love the face. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good. So I'm like, I've pushed myself to get better and better at the muscular structure design too, to make it more cardio, mm. the advanced so that I don't have to jump. <laughs> I hear that. So interesting. But so the mat work is what I'm the most proud of because all of the muscular structure work that is for me, that's all the design. So if you're a member at the studio, everything is custom to you. It changes every 10 days. But during my DVD journey, the reason why I filmed so many DVDs, by the way, it's a terrible business model. Like if you want to make money at DVDs, don't film the most DVDs in the entire world. I did it because I was like, Gwyneth, we have a problem. You wanted to share me with the world. So thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) But these people, they don't, you don't do one DVD. I custom change your program every 10 days. These right. people are now going, Gwyneth Paltrow's legs, I'm going to grab this DVD. And I'm like, we're just like not telling them like the full truth. And she's like, you're right. We got to tell them the truth. And she was so supportive of me when I'm like, you know, I want to, I got to film like three months of DVDs and then I've got to, and then we did the two of us like fully launched into the infomercial business, not because we wanted to go in the infomercial business at all. I mean, I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow was like, I want an Academy Award and I want to be on an infomercial. <laughs> she just wanted to help women and support me to give women the opportunity to go, I'm that body type. And then Tracy Anderson has done a a strategic muscle exhaustion like journey for me every 10 days 
for 90 days for me to change. And then I'm like, they're not going to just change in 90 days. We filmed four years, four different body types. I did 11,690 different butt lifts in three days because you what guys, well, you guys understand, so but you understand filming, so right? You understand filming. Oh, yeah. There's so you do like, multiple takes. You're like, equity. one and done. Get you should have seen those people who are like, you know, it's going to be over time if you don't get to wrap these. And I'm like, 11,601. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're not going into overtime. Oh my That's gosh. so funny. It's crazy. Oh my you know? gosh. But anyways, but now with streaming, we don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Every week I can, I can, I mean, it's not pretty, you know, it's, I don't have hair and makeup. I go in, but I, Wait, but, okay, but, but talk to us about me. the streaming we, thing yeah, because sorry. I know that this is going to be the moment where everybody's like, oh, my ears have perked up and I want to be doing that. Where can they yeah. find you? Thank you. It just puts my website. <laughs> TracyAnderson.com. Oh, <wow>. <laughs> yeah. TracyAnderson.com. <laughs> Tracy's and, other head. <laughs> you know, as the world we live in, there's a 14 day free trial. Oh, wow. <laughs> you yes. can try it out, but there's beginner, intermediate, and advanced, and it changes every week. And I do it myself with everybody. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's what I do. So, <laughs> Wait, now, now going into the prenatal thing, because mm-hmm. that's something that she and I both have in common. Um, because I was given your, by a friend, I was given your prenatal DVD set and I was very inspired by it because I think one of the things that people are afraid of is once we're pregnant, we're going to like break the situation through moving our bodies. And I definitely, I mean, I have four, I definitely did my pregnancies very different. My first one, I was extremely nervous. I mean, even though I, because I there people told me I couldn't get my heart rate up because the baby can't sweat. And then the baby was going to suffocate. It was was like the whole thing that I had to wear like a heart monitor um, when I worked out. And I like, I'm really bad with technology. I wore it like one time and then I just like ripped it off because I was like, I can't handle this. I would have done the same. Thing. It was really, really stressful. So I did a lot of yoga during doing it, but I'm typically, I like to run. I like to go to bar. I like to move all the time and I want to try right. everything that's new and I'm just like fascinated. I'm a total right. fitness nerd. Right. Um, and I didn't feel as great during that pregnancy as I did with my three boys where I continued to jog until I was like five, six months pregnant with my boys. Right. I continued to behave as I normally behave and right. just little by little slowing it down right. to the point where then I delivered and then little by little I picked it up again, um, which felt much more me. And I what I love about um, what I learned from your DVDs, even though I was like still afraid in my first pregnancy, was that you t- teach us not to be afraid of our bodies when we're pregnant. And that's a really, really important message for yeah. women who are pregnant. So please talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think that's so cool of you to share all of that with people. And I, I, I'm one that believes that if, I mean, I believe as most, I think doctors that I respect believe that if you've been moving a certain way for six months or more and you become pregnant, the really delicate part, and I've suffered miscarriages before and they're really awful. So I can totally understand why any new mom or any mom that suffered one would feel very protective until you get to that point where it's like, there's the heartbeat. Like the heartbeat is just like such an incredible moment. Right. And it's a moment of all kinds of things because it's like a big breath of like relief because the percentages of a miscarriage, you know, go down drastically the further along the pregnancy goes. So I personally tell clients when they first become pregnant and one of my dear friends and clients for a long time, Hillary Rota, she's already announced it, so I can say it, but she's pregnant right now. And I, was, I get, she's like a machine. Like she is such a beautiful athlete. And I'm like, please, I just have to say it to you. Like you can do what you want, but I don't really want to see you here until like that. You know, I mean, I say it to everyone. I, I really believe that in those very 
first few delicate moments like not to be too aggressive so I mean that's Mm -hmm. just my personal you know thing and then I think that anything you've been doing for six months you can keep keep doing I strangely enough in both of my pregnancies never felt like I could jump I never felt like I could jump so I did the muscular structure work I actually did film the pregnancy project where I did a video a month for every month of pregnancy while I was pregnant with Penny I look so ridiculous in that DVD, no, by the way. No, it's so authentic cute. also and because then, people believe like, oh, I could actually do this because she's also pregnant doing it. That's right. It's so point. cute. I like that's when like Isabel Morant came out with the little tiny, the sneaker with the little wedge in it. And I was like, I need that little wedge because I look like I keep looking like, you know, shorter and shorter and wider and wider. <laughs> and so I'm like literally wearing little platform like tennis <laughs> shoes in it, like an elf or something. Um, so so I do believe that, that you can do what you feel. Um, I think that the the thing is like you don't want to to you want to make sure you're hydrating for what you're sweating and and this the thing that worries me about my method and people who are pregnant is that all the studies on heat with women in mm. pregnancy all of the women who are pregnant removed themselves from the heated situation before it was harmful to the baby on their own because they were overheating but i've trained women to be like their 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 cells like regenerate all the time. They work out in like inf- an infrared steam room for God's sakes. I'm like, no studies were done on that. And your tolerance for heat is so much higher than all those mm-hmm. women I guarantee that were in that study. So I'm very careful about like a fan and like so I do I am careful. But then right after you're pregnant and this Daphne and I were just yes. talking about this, this which I think you've got the about. you've got the 30 day countdown. I've got to get that program. <laughs> I gotta get that program to you. So um you have this hormone called um Relaxin. Relaxin that stays in your body six months after you're pregnant. And that's what allows your joints and everything to to, to change. So I was like, I'm going to use that hormone to shift everything back because your body biologically doesn't want to shift all the way back because it's like so smart. It's like, why would I shift all the way back when I want you to birth 10 more babies, woman? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, why would it shift it all the way back? It doesn't shift it all the way back for any of us, you know? So, so you've got to work to shift it, you know, back. And 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 so I designed specifically this horrific program with a stick that like really shifts those gets those things back. A but stick. also, yeah, it's like a broomstick. It's evil. Well, is basically. it like dancing around a no, stick? It's like all what are we doing? Structure work. <laughs> but my post pregnancy DVDs too, I was really careful about it because also a lot of women freak out about the separation of the abs, you know, and all of that. And the that really happens when women start to move too soon before their doctors have said okay and they get anxious and then what happens is their abdominals get strong apart and they don't just naturally come Mm -hmm. back together. And I'm just a huge fan if you can. I'm so not judgmental of anybody's journey because how can you be? It's like what's going on with the mom and what's going on with the baby. We're all totally unique. But I'm a big fan of nursing if you can. You know, and that's one of the things like like I think you learned from your first pregnancy to the others is like just everyone else just shut up. (laughs) Well, I mean, really what you're touching on is I had to listen to my body. Yes. And I and there were certain things, you know, I mean, I had a miscarriage in the spring and then I had a miscarriage in the fall. I'm so sorry. I mean, it was it's unfortunately part of it. But they really are rough, though. They are really rough. My second one was at four months. That was really tough. But my one in the spring is something that uh, the heartbeat was never right. And it didn't feel right from the beginning. And when I would I, I jogged a couple times just kind of when I was like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. And it felt weird. Yeah, And I like pulled away from that. I was like, all right, this is not okay. And then there were certain things about my miscarriage that I had in the fall 
where it also just didn't feel Feel right right. from the beginning. And you really got to go into your own intuition. And, you know, so much of this is, I think, a metaphor as we become parents in all different, you know, things of like, just trust your intuition because you are smarter than you think you are. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, listening to your body is one of the most important, is one of the most important things. And, and, you know, it's, your body's a lot wiser than, our brains are, I think. I think for both of you also and and for for all of us, but, you know, I think people who are called to um, some kind of, you know, fitness b- background have this naturally. You see that the workout is as much for your mental sanity and for your feeling good mm-hmm. about life yeah. as it is for, you know, any sort of physical outcome. And I, um, and especially when you're pregnant, like you, yeah. you still need to give your, it doesn't have to be an incredibly strenuous workout. It's just something to like, to kick you into a, uh, kick the serotonin and kick the kick the happy oh endorphins gosh. in. Yes, the oxy- relax oxytocin, oxytocin all of it. Yeah. Um, all your endorphins for sure. And also you need it to process as a mom because I think that, you know, all of us can say like, it's a love that you just like, you just, it's like the most incredible feeling. But then to also realize that, that your kids are not something that you own that they're something that they're their own. We're responsible to like protect them. But how, what does that really look like? You know, they come as themselves. Yeah. And you have to work through a lot of your own personal shit so that you don't, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, we're allowed to. But working out helps you do that so that you don't inject them with your baggage. But I, I'm curious to ask you because you, you have your son Sam is 21, yeah, and then Penny is seven. Penny is seven. Seven. Yeah. So it's you're, you know, you're parenting at two radically different yeah. stages. What's and running a business like yeah. a huge business. So yeah. what does that look like in your daily? life? How do you keep your head screwed on straight? What does parenting yeah. two kids at such different stages of life look like? That's a great question. I would say that the the biggest difference between the two is I'm so much worse at playing than I used to be. When Sam was little, I was like in my 20s and I would make him the coolest Thomas the Tank Engine like tracks. He would go to sleep and I'd be like an elf. I'd be like, I made a new track. And Penny's like, mommy, get down on the floor and play Barbies with me. And I'm like, I can talk this Barbie. I know I can do it. Like, I know I can like stop adulting long enough to play with this kid that I love. But it's so much more difficult for me to play. And, and so I've been working on that lately. Actually, I'm like, Where'd you get so serious, woman? Like, come on, like yeah. you can have fun. And like, you know, so that's the biggest difference is like I was way cooler at like playing with Sam <laughs> than I am with Penny. And that's like I'm ashamed of that. Also, it's like so crazy because obviously I've been on your dad's show like for all these years, many, many times. And I was thinking actually the other day after I met your uh, your adorable brother, I was like, I could like be her mom, maybe. Like I like 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 Doctor Oz and I. Doctor Oz and I both have sons the same age. Like I mean, like how is this like? I'm like really legit getting old here. Like you're hiding. I'm like talking to you like we're pals or buddies, and I'm like actually I could be like her grandma. But but her parents had them every five every five years. So there's like a really right. Yeah, Oliver's twenty. 20, yeah, 20. Okay, I'll be so 21. Sam's 21. And that's when I walked away when I met they him. And I was really like, oh my God. I no. was like, I like. My whatever. parents were just crazy people and waited almost five years between each of their each children, one. which that's is very responsible of them. Yeah. But I mean, that's rough on your mom. No, squeezed them all into one I will say it was, it was, I gained 60 pounds with Sam at 21. I like gained, I ate so much like, remember when frozen custard was like oh. all the rate? I ate a lot of frozen custard. <laughs> I ate like the edge pizza from Pizza Hut, Oreo blizzards. I was out of control. 
this was like way before I up. decided to learn about what I put into my body. Um, <laughs> and with Penny, I got gestational diabetes, which they had me take the test multiple times. They're like, how I did you get this? that test. It's, it's gross. It's and really I had to take it. It, things about it really pregnant. is. Like and I had it and I had to prick my finger. So I gained 38 medicine. pounds with her. But uh, but, but that's yeah, in both the realm of that's in the realm of normal. What did they say? Twenty five to thirty five. I did stage? everything perfectly though. Once I found out I had that, because when you think that what you your behavior, but it really in any pregnancy, our behavior gets like you know that amazing Time magazine mm-hmm. you know piece where it's like actually it starts like you know when your the nutrition and health of your baby's development starts when they're you know right. in us. You know it's how we behave. So it is really actually really important. But um. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um, he turned out just fine. Sorry, no, he is. He's just fine. So yeah, but the but but I with my kids, I'm really close with both of them, and um, we all right now we all um are living together in the city because Sam's a junior at SVA. He's a super talented artist, and um, I think the other thing about it that's so funny is that Sam's 21, Penny's seven, and they quibble like as if they were like you know, Much a month closer. apart. But also the other thing that's so crazy about the things that are super popular is like the pokey po- Sam loved Pokemon. Sam loved Sonic Hedgehog, you know, and the Pokemon movie just came out it's again and out, Sonic's yeah. coming out. And so the two of them together are like, Penny's so popular because like my brother will teach us about all the Pokemon cards. My brother has all of the old Pokemon oh. cards. My brother has the original Sonic game. Like, and he's so I'll, I'll like go in his room and they're having like Beyblade competitions and stuff. And I'm like, this is kind of hilarious. Like, you know, but they do argue and they do like quibble, like, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I think our kids, I don't know. Do you guys still need your moms? Like, yeah, I still really need all my mom. So I think that like it's a real reality check for me that like, no, you don't just raise your kids until they're 18 and it's by like Sam needs me just as much as Penny yeah. needs me. He needs me in a different way, but he still needs me. I had to do QVC the other night and he I forgot to tell him that I had to go and do it. And he I got a call from him. I'm like, hey, Sam, what's up? He's like, um, are you making dinner tonight? And I was oh, like, oh, oh whoops, <laughs> I'm at QVC. Oh, that's so, that's so, that's so sweet. <laughs> it's an Oreo blizzard kind of night, <laughs> yeah, Sam. Right. No, <laughs> I'm sure there's a Dairy Queen on the block somewhere. <laughs> Talking about food, I want to I want to talk about how you eat now. I want to yeah. talk about how you feed your children or how yeah. you, your children you feel like they should eat. Yeah. And then also I want to know a little bit about how you saw your body change once you started eating in a certain way, maybe mm-hmm. if that is that if that's how it went and the exercising yeah. in this more balanced way. So yeah. let's start. Let's start with that. Yeah. And then we'll get into. So how. I got so good at what I did physically that this is like, I think like, I, I don't know if you guys have heard this story, but this story has been told many times that when I first started training Gwyneth, I was doing like, oh my God, I was like crazy. Cause it, and it was more like that. I was like, okay, well I, I have this skill. Right. And Gwyneth really needed me for the very first Iron Man. It's so funny when I say that too. Sometimes people are like, when did Gwyneth run an Iron Man? And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like maybe Pepper Potts, anyone? Like really? Are you, are you really serious? Um, so when she did that first movie, she had just had Moses and it was more difficult for her. And I knew I could help her and she's so easy. Like she's always been stunning and like it wasn't like a big project you know it wasn't tough to make Gwyneth look great um so but I knew I could help her with that baby weight because she couldn't get it off and that's the other thing about different pregnancies is sometimes it comes off differently mm-hmm. than other times and the more you have the more difficult it can be too so she was having th- trouble getting that that weight off and so but she ate very well yeah. and um 
And then I, I also at the same time, um, you know, she so grace graciously um, told Madonna uh, that, you know, whatever, I was some freakish guru or something. Who knows how it went down? Anyway, with the two of them, there's this scene that I'm sort of training both of them and I need a break. And I go down to this um, little store in London and I grab chocolate. Pillsbury frosting and Oreo cookies. And I'm sitting there kind of telling them what to do next while I'm dunking the Oreo cookies into frosting. And Gwyneth's like, that's going to kill you. And I'm like, I can't help it. I got like so good at my body looking good just from moving that I was like, yeah. And my mom didn't let me have any soda, any junk food. She was so strict. She was like a hippie that was like making her own bread and I had the lamest lunch. I had like raisins for dessert and like whole wheat bread. And I, I just was like, I can, I can look good and I can eat all those things that you never let me eat. It was like, you know, a really idiotic moment of like, I own me. This was your rebel. Yeah, it was totally, I mean, in more ways than one. So I didn't like, I wasn't for many years. I was so good at transforming bodies just with the movement that I was like, I, I hadn't yet. I was like, I hadn't yet f- done the you are how you move, you are how you eat. Now I'm like, you are how you move, you are how you eat, you are how you sleep. You are how you process your stress. You are how you do all these other <laughs> things, right? We evolve, right? We learn. So um, it was really, I mean, I did get better at it because I was doing menus for everyone. I even did menus for Gwyneth during Ironman. I could take weight off of anyone. I had figured out the math problems in every which way. I knew how to do it. But I was like a doctor who smoked in yeah. the food way, really. Um but when I got gestational diabetes with Penny, I was like, that was a real eye opener for me. But before that, I became a raw foodist on tour with Madonna. And I think it was probably because I wanted to control something in my own life. <laughs> and I was shipping like young Thai coconuts from like crazy places. I was wouldn't eat anything that was cooked over like even like I was more I was crazy about it. Like I was insane. And I lost my period. And this doctor in France was like, I need you to eat some meat. And I was like, no. I don't know what that accent was. It wasn't French. <laughs> it wasn't French, though, but he was French. That's why I'm not an actress. Um, anyway, I was like, no, I'm not eating meat. This is the way. I read the China study like four mm. times. I was like, no, meat is evil. Um, and turns out, like, I had to eat some meat and I got my period back. And I wouldn't have had Penny. He full on told me, he was like, you would not have had any more kids if you would have stayed that. So my body needed a certain thing. Anyway, now, today, for the since Penny, for the last eight years, I've been food crazed as well. So I don't eat any four-legged animals at all. Like, I won't. Um, so we eat fish and poultry. I eat some fish and poultry and eggs. I started counting. Like, exactly. I'm thinking of animals. Just I started But I did get two feet. I will say I did get snake? bit by a tick in the Hamptons and I got alpha-gal. So I got the meat allergy. So this is the, everyone is talking about alpha-gal So now. scary. So just tell everyone a little bit about that because I yeah, do think Yeah, so it's- I got bit by a tick and I- um, Did you find it I in was shaving my legs and I was like, there's a tick, damn it. And I like 
shaped through it. And then I was like, I can't send that off for because I had had lime so before. It was like one of those. Well, like, that let me decapitate you. Talk about mom, like mom brain. Yeah. You're like, yeah, exactly. Personal Whoops. need well, just gonna shave that yeah, right off. No. Like, I was like aware, yeah. but my my you know my reaction was not so bad. <laughs> so um, I was visiting my brother in Charleston, and he's like a major foodie. So we went to this really cool ice cream place where they had like Parmesan olive oil ice cream or something like that. I didn't even eat meat. I just, I, I had, I wasn't eating meat at the time anyway, but I love, I do love cheese. And I broke out in the craziest rash from head to toe, went to the emergency room. They were like, you're going into some kind of like, you know, you've got a major allergic reaction. We don't know what it is. So then I went to this amazing doctor in the Hamptons, Dr. Erin McGinty. She's an allergist. She's so smart. And she was like, you have alpha gal from this tick. And it basically makes you deathly allergic to all four legged animals. It's so evil for like three to five years. And then apparently, oh, does it go away? Your system. Yeah, my last blood test was negative. Um, Thank God. But I'm still not going to eat meat. Do you eat dairy? I do eat dairy. I love Newman's organic Oreos dipped in milk. We've come a long way. I've come a long way. It's still processed though. I don't believe in processed food, but I eat those. You got to have, you got to have. Okay, but what about? I eat sourdough bread. What about chocolate for dinner? What was, what it? For dinner? For dinner or after dinner? I, I feel oh, like at some point dinner? there was a like conversation like a where you could eat like a chocolate bar for dinner. Oh, no. You can have on one of my diets, you can eat a chocolate bar throughout the day. Oh, throughout the day. Not for dinner. I God, the rumors. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that? She's made it like, very convenient. What's the, weirdest, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you've ever heard about yourself where you're like, that? that is so bizarre. Like, I never would have happened. But oh, I my gosh. Of- <laughs> there are so many things that shock me where people are like that they, I think because I'm a very quiet, I'm like a quiet person in my daily life. Mm-hmm. I don't like really go out a lot. And I'm such a like focused person on my career that I think I'm a little oblivious to a lot of these like things. But you two know, it's like, have you ever heard? I hear things about, I'm like, wait, that didn't go down like that at all. Or that's not like, or what are you? What? Why? How? Like in what world? I've heard a lot Mm -hmm. of things about myself that are really strange. But I think something that's nice that you've been, that you've been able to do is, um, even though you know it, there it's you're quieter, but I do think it's you've al- you've allowed people to see the evolution. Like you talked about before, like you you know it used to be you are what you you are what you, how you move. You, you are, are how you move. move. Then it became you are how you yeah. eat and how you move. Now yeah. it's how, you are how you eat. You move. And so you many more things. And I think you've really allowed. <laughs> like I think a lot of women have returned to you and and just stuck with you on so much because they feel like they're going through life's transitions with you, which I do. Yeah. And we have to be allowed to evolve. It can't be static. I mean, even the fact that you filmed eleven thousand nine hundred sixty-two yeah. <laughs> butt lunges to show you like the four years because right. it doesn't. I think no, that, I did that in three days for the first ninety days. <laughs> you're an I, you're an animal. So many like, more yeah. for the rest of them. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah. I I what what's I guess the question really is what's what's your next evolution? What are yeah. you excited about coming up? I next? kind of love. Um, um, well, we're gonna we're gonna reach out to Jane Fonda for that. Oh, that, that, yeah, right that's here. Like, that's fully on. That's fully on my. Do I mean, hilarious Baldwin, Tracy Anderson, and Jane Fonda are gonna save the environment through fitness DVDs now. I, I, you know what, Tracy, you reach out and you let me know because I'm scared. No, you know what? It's funny. I, I, I wrote to her. Um, I've, I only saw her at a. Um, I saw her at a, the closest I've ever been to Jane Fonda is I, my table, I sat next to her at a Clinton event. Um, and she was in this stunning, epic white suit. And it she was like, everybody get up and dance. And she got up and took the dance floor. And I was like, I am not going to dance. 
that is her floor 100%. And I just like sat there and watched her in amazement. We were we were on, um, I don't know if it's the first time I met her, um, but it was one of the first times I met her. We're on, on the Cannes red carpet and she's wearing this like pink sequin dress that's like va va voom like of her course. boobs look absolutely perfect yeah. and she's got like the perfect cleavage and she's like walking down that like amazing red carpet with her hands on the hips and she's like flinging her shoulder open and looking here and then we like go to take pictures with her and I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. yeah um, how so did she, you even breathe I she, think no, that she, she was, is the she epitome fantastic. of like I think her body is like one of the most perfectly proportioned bodies ever like she's like she's always had just a great body and she's and she's grown with it and she's allowed herself to get older and still look good you know what I mean please okay. none of us are gonna look as good as her as we are. I know she well, will, because she's gonna did, leave us her list did. of, of she, will, she, will let us, she will let us know um we want we he has given us the, the yeah. signal that um unfortunately we have to end <laughs> even though I'd love the to kill talk about fit, fitness nerding yeah. for like yeah. long time but I'm looking forward to our future project <laughs> yes and then we also like to get you to tell us your favorite thing oh I so know what it is. Oh, it's good. so cheesy. I am so, you guys are going to kill me on this scrub. Like I, this, this see in the moon body scrub I'm obsessed with. Are you? I'm sorry. I'm fully, it's like, it's the most incredible body scrub in the entire scrub. world. This amazing, sweet girl. Actually, I I, I randomly. It's Jen Meyer's sister, yeah, right? Yeah, it's her sister. And I, I like met her when she was like 11 years old or something like that. <laughs> She's, and all of a sudden, well, I love her mom, Kelly Meyer. I love her so much. She's so great. And all of a sudden she came out with this scrub. And I was like, I'm going to order her cute little Carson Meyer scrub. It and I was like, nice. are you kidding me, Carson Meyer? It is the most incredible thing ever. So really? I shower. This is the one thing that I will be like. Everyone stop. I'm going to take this extra minute. So after I shower, I do my conditioner. I put my hair up and then I, I I dry myself off and I scrub the living hell out of my skin. It's better than any dry brushing, anything. And then I get in and rinse off and it is my skin is like butter. OK, wait, but hold on. So you yes. put your hair mask on, you get out and you scrub and then you go back in and rinse no, no, all no. at once. I dry my body off because the scrub is better. I mean, I don't even think Carson knows I do this. And I'll even I even <laughs> then will take a dry brush on top oh of that. Oh, my scrub. gosh. It's because happening. as we age, come on, no, you need cells to turn over and, and I was lymph flow and everything terrible. It's addict of the tanning bed back in the day. Uh, oh, but you guys are way too young. You would have never done this to yourself. Oh, I grew up in New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> we forget. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you. So you much. guys Thank are you. super fun. Yay! All right, guys. That was Tracy. Um, so much just... First of all, she's such a like a woman's woman and she just gets that that women's bodies need to be taken care of in different ways throughout different phases of our lives. I re like I said in the beginning, I really found I found her through her sort of prenatal and postnatal routines which I find really really valuable for, you know, bringing your core back into strength and into balance and connecting again um, you know, to that part of your body that has been stretched to the max and bringing it back in. I think she said everything, you know, that you guys need to hear about about her method and how she came to she came to create it, but the one thing I would say is whatever workout you choose to do um and it can be 15 20 minutes as long as it's consistent throughout the week it it has to be something that makes you feel good that you that you feel your body responding to in a positive way don't force yourself to be in some like crazy hit class if it's not for you if hit is for you insane amazing like 
I just I think that I resisted the workouts I was going to so, for so many years. And that's part of what made me resistant to the actual practice and um, and finding the couple of different routines and and uh, and studios and and at home classes that I do has really made all the difference for me in making it a sticky practice. We are creatures of habit. Humans are creatures of habit. That's why we can have very bad habits that are hard to break. And it's also why, you know, the kickstart of getting to working out better or getting to eat better or getting to stress in a better or more healthy way or getting to sleep better. It's all about creating routine for yourself and how it's very difficult at the beginning. You kind of have to force yourself to show up and give it a chance. And then after like two or three weeks, it's just you can't imagine your life without it. But then if you start to not do it again, which is typically what mm-hmm. happens, then you can start getting into a different habit, which might not be as healthy for your body. Now, of course, we are tired. Of course, we're busy. Of course, you know, we have jobs. And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to go and spend time with our kids or our partner or any of these things. But, you know, what you really need to start taking care of yourself if you're in that position where your body is suffering because of it. Because ultimately, you are, we need, you know, people in your life need you and your kids need you and your person needs you if you have a person and your family needs you. And the more that you take care of yourself, the um, the longer you're going to be around to to grace everybody's presence. All right, guys. Now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. Yes. Guys, I get asked all the time about my hair and why it is so shiny. Um, for a lot of different reasons. One, I wash it probably about like three times a week. Um, and I do like lots of conditioning treatments and masks and stuff like that. I, when I go and get my, my roots done, cause I do have quite a few grays, I bring my own shampoo cause I'm super particular about the kinds of preservatives that are in my products. So one of the shampoos and conditioners that I use, it's called smart protection. So it's called smart shampoo and smart conditioner. Now, let me tell you something. I love the way that it smells. And when like I get my hair washed at the hair salon, they like always ask me about it. So it smells super good. The shampoo and conditioner together um, were $28.97, which I feel like is like really cool. And, you know, especially if you only wash your hair like three times a week, like think about how long that lasts mm. you. But I, I really like it because I feel like it moisturizes and I feel like it cleanses and it's sulfate free. So if you have keratin, it's really good for that. Um, and you know what? It's just nice to like walk around and like have your hair smell really good. So I highly recommend it and don't, don't get like, sometimes we start paying prices for like really fancy bottles and stuff like that. So this is not a fancy bottle. So don't be afraid by it. Um, but it's, um, it's like a really nice product inside. Love that. Okay. So you need your hair shiny and you need a cute bathing suit. <laughs> I just I don't know. I maybe call me call me a dreamer, dreaming of summer months. Maybe spring break around the corner. But I'm going to tell you guys about a swimwear brand that I really like. It's called Takula. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that properly. On Instagram, it's Takula Vintage, and it's an Australian brand. I love a bikini, and I um I also have found a couple choice one pieces that I really like. And these um I just really love their design. Is kind of vintage and old fashioned and 40s ish, but like 
Like their tops actually have underwire and have a nice cup shape to them. Oh, that's so nice. I have to say, I love a a bikini with underwire. I love a bikini with underwire. Who wants to flatten your boobs out in a one piece? And then everybody, yes, I I 100% agree. Plus, it's just uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. For me, after I've been like breastfeeding, having children. Also, like one nipple's in one direction, one nipple's in the other direction. It's like very strange. A little lift. (laughs) Why have so much lift in our bras if then like we take everything off? We're like, actually, this is what is going on. (laughs) Lift her up, ladies. So anyway, of course, the Australians, leave it to the Australians to understand that you still want a little lift. And anyway, I think this brand is really cute. And I think you guys will like just to see it. And then we'll be on the beach together in our cute bikinis from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Follow us. All those good stuff. We're MomBrain everywhere. And MomBrainPod at gmail.com. Yes, please email us and spread the word. Talk to you next time. Bye. This is MomBrain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. MomBrain is a Gallery Media Group original production.